are listening to the Crossman Sports Talk Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is the Crossman Sports Talk Podcast. My name is Evan Crossman, a.k.a. E-Man. I'm Patrick Crossman, a.k.a. C-Note. This is Gavin Crossman, a.k.a. G-Money. This is Brian Crossman, a.k.a. The Crossfather. Well, that's us, and we'd like to introduce ourselves. Thank you for listening to our very first episode of the podcast. The idea here is to talk sports, Seattle sports in general, but we'll talk and jump onto other subjects within other um, teams, other sports. Uh, we'll just go through the process. We're hoping you're enjoying it, and uh, we're going to keep on rolling with this, and we'll do this every week. Um, we're going to start off with some sports talk in regards to Seattle. The Seahawks won. 35-30 to the New England Patriots on Sunday night with a crazy game. I about had a stroke at the end of that game with Cam Newton trying to run that game, that last ball in. Um, what were your thoughts at the end of that? <laughs> Boy, that was pretty quick, fellas. We, we broke pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, that was quick. It was nice to see LJ Collier come up big and Lano Hill. I was listening to the radio today. They had both of them on. And I think that's going to be a big jump start for their career, the both of them. Leno Hill said it was nice to get out on the field, make a big play like that. And both of them said the play came from B-Wags. Interesting. He right. called the play before it even happened. He said it's going right, it's going right, and they both knew. LJ Collier stuff that upended Cam Newton, and that's where we sit today in 2-0. Well, I think Collier had a, you know, they Pete Carroll was talking that uh, – he had a really good uh, uh, camp, and that they were really looking forward to him stepping up this year, second year, and you know with the injuries they had last year, that they were uh, hoping to get a lot out of him. And I think uh, this is going to be a big jump start for him with uh, coming up with that big play. So I, I'm looking for big things from Collier, and then also to the fact that uh, you know losing uh, Bruce Irvin, Irwin. And uh, Blair, we lost Blair, too, to both, both ACLs. Was it yeah. both ACLs? Mm-hmm. Both of them lost to ACLs. But, I mean, thank God for Ugo Amadi, which came in. He played really well. Um, I was listening today, and they were talking uh, Ugo Amadi. Probably going to be a little less on special teams now that he's got to fill in pretty permanently at in the backfield. Especially in dime packages, they said. And they brought up Lyndon Steffens from the practice squad to fill in for Marquise Blair to have more depth in there in the depth chart. That's where we got lucky at, too, is our depth, especially in our defensive backfield. Because, I mean, last year, if injuries like that would have happened, especially to a DB, we would have been nowhere. Has Pete Carroll mentioned if he's going to bring up Griffin from the... uh... Uh, practice squad after that happened? or I, th- I think in his press conference somebody had, was talking about it, possibly bringing him up or going out and signing somebody like uh, um, Clay, uh, Matthews. Clay Matthews. They were I talking about Clay, Clay Matthews. Matthews. Absolutely. Maybe even diving even deeper, going with like uh, Terrell Suggs. Jabral Jibre- Sheard. Jabal Sheard was brought up. And there were a few speaks. other names. Breland Speaks. Yeah. Did um, Suggs get cut from the Cardinals? Uh, he's still I out don't, there. Is he a free he's agent? He's a free or? agent. He didn't he didn't sign with anybody. But John Clayton today was talking that some people, you know, they could dive into the uh into the free agent into the grave. Oh uh, per se. 
to yeah. get some of the old guys. Just like we did a couple years ago with um, what's his name from the Colts uh, that we signed as a defensive end, Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeney. It right. could be a situation like that if you know, and most of it all depends upon the money. You know, it all depends upon what Seattle's cap is like. If you can even go get a guy like Clay Matthews. And the reason why he hasn't signed is because of the money. There's a lot of teams that aren't going to pay Are what he's asking for. To the fact that we didn't end up signing uh, uh, Clowney, I thought that that we were way under the cap. So how does that how does that work? Did we go into the season with cap available? Or we did, but if we would have signed Clowney, even what he got from Tennessee, what did he get from Tennessee? Eleven, like fifteen mil. Total thirteen base and two, two and two or whatever it is. Yeah. Part is and they that, offered him more at the beginning. Didn't at, yeah, but yeah, at he the just. I think we gave up. him an eighteen million dollar deal at the beginning of it, and he turned it down by like five teams because he still wanted the 21, 20, 21, 22, whatever. Which uh, no he was team was going to pay him that. Whatever he was asking for, but it, it all. <coughs> Excuse me. But teams go into the season and they need money to sign the rookies, practice squad guys, all that comes off your cap. And then who did we end up go getting uh, late? Um, boy, I can't think of the name. But I think we whittled it down somewhere. to We were at like between 9 and $11 million. I mean, we could have made cuts. Was it David Moore? Yeah, we, we they restructured. Re- restructured David Moore's yeah, he cut contract. Down, he cut down to... Yeah, it was either... They said you're either gone or we're gonna or take a restructured contract. So you, you know, can I watched around. more on Sunday night. I really was impressed with David Moore. I mean, always he's always a, a a tough wide wide receiver, but he really in big situations Moore seems to step up big games. That touchdown was and and Russell Wilson's not afraid to go to him. I mean, I like the fact that Russell Wilson is obviously they said you know let Russ cook, but I like the fact that. You know, he's not focusing on, and obviously he's got a lot of targets now, but he's not focusing on, I mean, he's really sp- spreading the wealth. And I, I think that's really, uh, that's going to benefit Seattle down the road with their offense. I really do. I've liked more from the beginning. I, I know a lot of pundits, experts, whatever, were have never been a big fan of David Moore listening to Seattle radio. I don't know why either. He's made big catches every year from the Carolina game with a minute left um, Sunday night. Russ going to five different wide receivers, and he can trust them all. That Minnesota game where he caught that downfield yeah, pass for a touchdown? Exactly. I, I I don't know. Personally, I don't know why they've never liked, or I can't say that. I can't speak for Pete Carroll, obviously. But it seems like he was this year at cut time, that he was going to be one of the guys cut. If he didn't take a restructured deal, or even I don't, KJ Wright, at yeah, the same I don't, time they would cut him. Yeah, I don't get it. I, really I mean, like but those him. would have been the guys. Yeah, absolutely. from what I heard, it, it would have been David Moore completely out the door, not even a restructure, just out the door, or possibly KJ going because with Jordan Brooks sitting behind him, I mean that's his replacement pretty much anyways. Well, so they, Bruce, they would have just Bruce upped it out, I also heard without with Bruce out, I think they're going to really look to Brooks because I think they said he only got 15 and snaps. No, 
both two games combined, he's only had field time 15 plays. I think they're going to move what I was listening to today. They're going to move KJ to Bruce Irvin's spot. Which is stronger and because weak side. the Which whole one? I believe KJ's on the weak side, but. Uh, oh, to make room for Brooks to that's make, his natural because that's position. his natural position. Absolutely. That's what he played all of camp too. Oh, um, I see. That's where um, uh, Dave Wyman said he was watching him, um, and that's pretty much where he played. Well, you hear all of more camp. than I uh, as far as uh, keeping up. But did they real? How did did Brooks have a good camp? He's fast, very fast. Well, he's I knew got that coming in. Explosive draft. hands. Dave Wyman said it. It sounds like when he's hitting the bags that it's he's exploding it. Like there's a bomb going off inside yeah. the bag. Well, Seattle always likes that fast talent, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Can yeah. Move, so. like, like that one play in Atlanta where he stopped, um, was it Todd Gurley or someone at the like end zone over there or the, near the goal line? Got a perfectly clean stop on third. Oh, yeah, knocked him, knocked him on his ass. Same like Bobby Wagner. He's like a Bobby Wagner type. And also someone else who looked pretty good was Freddie Swain. Catching that touchdown from Russ, that guy has some legs. He gets he's out. got speed. I think this is the fastest wide receiver set these guys got. I've never seen a faster uh, Seattle Seahawks. DK's quick too. Adam. Brock Hewitt was saying this morning that this is the fastest Seahawks team combined. And period. That he's ever seen. Offense, even defense. fast, all of it. Even faster than the two thirteen team. And and that was when Earl was. That, I mean, you're talking six, seven, seven years ago. Earl was still in his prime. Sherm was still in his prime. Cam. Cam was still in his prime. Well, Cam was never the fastest guy. But Sherm got up and moved. Earl got up and moved. But he said this team right now is the fastest. Cody Barton, I think, ran like a fourth, four, four, three, eight or four three nine at the combine. Did he really it, run that fast? It's right around there. Cody Barton's fast. That's why even Jamal uh, Adams. Barton actually yeah. had a great hit on special teams. Did you yeah, see he that? crushed that guy. Yeah, that was a great hit. Even even Ugo Mahdi on that that one play where he came up through the line and hit someone really hard down below the knees. Oh, yeah. He played very well on defense when we needed him. He, he got somebody in the backfield. for. Oh, Mahdi had a great game. Yeah, lost, yeah. Same, as, same as Jamal Adams. He's, this dude's everywhere. He's been playing left, right, going everywhere, and... Oh yeah, so more than double digit tackles every game. So with in regards to Jamal Adams and the whole defense in, in general, do you guys think it was now based here we are two games in? So far he's got 22 tackles leads the team, two sacks and he's got about three and a half sacks in regards or three and a half tackles for loss in the backfield, part of that 22. Um, in regards to that, you think now that we're two games in hitting ready to go into the third week, is that worth the the two number one picks? Definitely. Uh, Evan and I were talking about this before the show, I think we totally won that. Regardless, I mean, not even to mention the year that we're having with COVID and it's the gonna, pandemic and all that. That it's going to be hard. To the draft plays. is going to be tough all on its own. Not to mention seeing the way he's played the first two games, and then I mean, how good are the two first two? The first round picks that we gave them, and how are you going to know? Everybody and opting out. How do you know what they're? And knowing Seattle, we usually have late twenties, late twenty. I actually, so I, I mean, obviously, I knew uh, when he came into the draft. Obviously, they were talking about him, and then obviously him being on the Jets. Obviously, didn't pay too much attention. But the fact, I mean, the first week against Atlanta, I was blown away. Uh, his speed, uh, I. 
I mean, guy was completely all over the field. The guy's a monster. I think he's going to make such a... And if you ask Bobby Wagner, that's the first thing he's going to say is, that totally opens up space for Bobby to do what he's got to do. Because, you know, last what's been now since, you know, uh, our defense with the Legion of Boom went down, you know, I mean, it was pretty much Bobby Wagner, right? Mm -hmm. That was, you know, people focused on him. And now that we got some talent around Bobby... I mean, they can't do that no more. I mean, you know, we got a lot more people that you know offense has got to oh, pay yeah. attention to. So I think he's, I think he's a tremendous the best, pickup. Eh. The best part about it is, is that Bobby had a great game Sunday night. But did you hear anything about it? No, because we have other guys. Talent. There's we talent have the other eh. talent. It's not just Bobby that they have to talk about. And it, if it wasn't for Quandre Diggs getting ejected, that. That call right there was really a, not a great call. Horseshit. I actually call. no. I actually thought. I it think was it was great. the right. Call. I thought it was the right call too. I really do. I don't I, know I, about an ejection, but I think it definitely deserved a, a penalty. The fifteen yarder. Yeah, I mean, I'll go with that the, too. But it was on the borderline. But either way, I, I think they had to make that call. But you know, like I said, they got some pop now back in the defense that we've lacked for the last four years. I guess since the, you know our run there. Oh yeah, with the Legion of Boom and. I think that uh, we're playing time together. You know, everybody's new. We've obviously Dunbar, and he's rotating with Flowers. And then, you know, Griffin on the other side now. And then we got, you know, Diggs in the back. I mean, I think we've got a great backfield right now that is going to be able to – and I think the more playing time everybody gets together and gets cohesive, you know, I think it's going to be great. If it wasn't for Quandre Diggs getting ejected there, Jamal Adams let two – Far plays down to Julian Edelman. If it wasn't for that, that's losing Marquise Blair and then losing Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams had to put himself in that role where he had to be out there the whole time. That's, that's true. Pete Carroll was Diggs. talking about how his coverage needs to get better. Even Jamal Adams said that in his press conference after the game. And Quandre Diggs, that's usually where he's at. Yeah. He's out there in a speedy little... Pete Carroll said Q Diggs getting ejected was a big deal. Big, big deal. Because you saw Jamal Adams get burnt twice. Yeah, big time. He, he got, got yeah. burnt twice. Well, I mean, one of them was a great catch by Edelman. I mean, that guy's <laughs> just got glue for hands anyways. But um, as much as I, I mean, just to get on Edelman for a minute, as much as I don't obviously like the Patriots at all, or Edelman, but he is a tough little wide receiver. I oh, mean, he is. I yeah. mean, he's been for years now, but I mean... He, he, he gets open. I mean, he gets open. He's tough. And, you know, I knew he was going to give them problems. But like I said, I think the more this unit together, the Seattle unit is together in the backfield, I, I really I think we're just going to step up our games. I think the first two weeks, you know, no uh, preseason games, no time to get together, you know, right into the game. So uh, I think they're going to get better. I don't think you're going to see – uh, these high, give them giving up the you know thirty forty points a game. So I think Dunbar, ooh, that was big, the, the way yeah, Dunbar yeah. played. And he almost had a second pick on there too. He dropped that one from Cam. And what he really two picks? What I really hate that what happened was was Marquise Blair. I was really excited for Marquise Blair this season. He yeah, that, like was, he, that was that. He sad. looked like he could play a role in the nickel. All around the field, he looks like he was playing very well. Yeah. Him getting injured really was a He was another one yeah. Keith said had a great mm-hmm. camp, too, wasn't it? Uh, quick were... quick update, bottom of the seventh. Mariners down 6-1. Looks like uh, our season is pretty much done. What happened there? Well, it was 1-1, one, 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 and it, was, it, it blew up. Uh, but 
Hey. It was a good run for the whole time. Mariners. Every year we keep talking about the Mariners. But they just they they just can't. Uh, but seen this it. year, young, 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 and then they get rid of. Then they decide to go another route and pick up free agents, like, and then I think this one's different though. Like Kyle Lewis, I think this one's way different. I think we're going to be something good. I think next. next year we're going to make the playoffs, and their two best prospects aren't even up, haven't even hit the field yet what in the majors. Was one of them that pitcher we got? No, Jared Kelnick. And Julio Rodriguez. They won't even... Julio Rodriguez may not even be up next year. I think the kid's only 19. We got him in the draft. We got him... I think from the Dominican League. I think we drafted him or signed him out of there. I know. Okay. Um, what position is he? He's outfield. Oh, right okay. fielder, I believe. And uh, uh, Kyle Lewis wasn't even supposed to play center field. He was more of a left fielder. Now they're saying as good as he played this year in center field that... We have an outfield for the next stack ten years. I mean, you you put Kelnick out there. Jared Kelnick is probably the number one ranked uh, minor leaguer out there going right now. Julio Rodriguez broke his hand, but he's back. He's playing with the taxi squad down in um, Tacoma. Uh, hopefully, I think I think come up, stick together, and. The pitching, Justice Sheffield is where it's at. And Marco Gonzalez, they, uh, Mike Blowers was talking today that he deserves talk for the Cy Young. That kid from Cleveland, he's saying, is probably going to win it. But Marco Gonzalez deserves talk for uh, the Cy Young. Hoping Kyle Lewis plays like this his whole career. Oh, I'm playing like a rookie of the year right he's now. He's a stud, and he's going to be a stud, it. yeah. Yeah, he's batting two seventy five right now. He's got about eleven homers, and this is just a sixty game season this what, year. Does he have like thirty more? Thirty when RBIs? Does, uh, uh, something like that. Our teams are already qualifying for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've got Oakland, uh, Oakland won the division already. Dodgers, uh, Dodgers are yeah. in. How many games are left now? Pretty much. In the uh, there, so there's about uh, six games left. I think we have as of today. Is, there's is six. It? It's only a sixty game season. Yeah, we have tonight against the Astros. Tomorrow against the Astros, and I think we have the four A's known. Yeah, four I, against Oakland. How did they say? Is it the same playoff uh, system as the? No, Rays there's or, an extra team in there. Yeah, there's a extra. They added extra wild card teams this year. Like mm-hmm. eight teams. There's eight teams in each division. Yeah, that's why we in had the American. So, like, if Seattle were to win out, right, right, like right now, so sitting at Seattle sitting at so as of tonight's recording, of course, they're gonna they're losing to Houston right now, but right now they're twenty four and thirty. Um, they're like two back, I think, Toronto. Has got the eighth, the eighth spot, the eighth wild card okay. spot, because the division's gone. That's already locked up. Because I think um, Oakland's Oakland's up like nine and a half or something. Oakland's yeah. up on Seattle, and, and they're in third right now anyway. Because Houston's up like three and a half on them. We right would have we would have passed Houston if we could have won the series. Yeah, or and we would have been tied with them and didn't lose to the Padres like one time or two. Yeah, yeah. That's so there. I mean, it it is what it is. I mean. We're Mariners fans. We've spent 21 years of futility watching them, our hearts break every time they don't make the playoffs. Is that, is that like the worst drought in MLB uh, right yeah. now? That is the long, no, in any sport. Any sport. That's, that's the longest I'm playoff drought in any sport is the Mariners. I think it's 21 years after this year. I think we're on 20, and uh, then it'll be 21 once this season is done. Was it 2000, 2001? Uh, 2000, 2001 is when we won 116. Yeah, that was when they tied the record for most wins in the season. That's when we won 116. 
and lost to the Yankees <laughs> when we should have won the whole thing that year. Yankees. Uh, it, it was ridiculous. Oh, another thing we can watch out for is the um, it's the women's basketball team, the Seattle Storm. They're number one right now in the whole league. Yes. Only like four to three. Did losses. they really get the number one seeding? I thought yeah. that goes. They they uh, go into. Well, they're in the West. Yeah. Um, I but, believe. When did that start? Did that start tonight? I believe. I think they're down to the last one or two games. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had just. But yeah, Sue Bird back. So. I mean, that's. Uh, I also didn't. Uh, a great player from Connecticut. What's her name? Diana Taurasi. No, Taurasi's with Mercury, the Phoenix. Oh, Mercury. that's right. Um, <laughs> what is her name? I can't. She's our best player. What is her name? Yeah, I know who. I, the The name's escaping me right now, and I don't know why. Girl that was picked number one from Connecticut. I can't think of her name, but I heard she was out too the other day with Sue Bird. But but besides that, they're like the best team right now in WNBA. I think they won what eight eight straight. Yeah, they couple weeks ago they were on a they were on a hot streak. I I think we've only lost like four or three games. Brianna Stewart. Yes, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart. Um, I haven't heard. I haven't heard if she's back for the playoffs or not. I thought I heard it's a knee or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't heard at all, actually. But, but anyways, I mean, I mean, if if you look at the, I mean, the overall lookout of Seattle sports right now, I, do we get Husky football? Do we get Husky sports? Period. Um, do we really care about Washington State? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> no. Cougars. And whatever. Did, did but, Washington like did the Pac twelve have like a really fast um COVID nineteen like tester, like where they could test people really quick? Yeah. So they partnered with this company out of San Diego that's supposed to be rapid testing. And that's but Larry Scott are, that runs the Pac twelve, he he's dog shit anyways. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean everybody knows he's dog shit. Uh Paul Feinbaum talks about how like the Pac-12 isn't even relevant anymore. And Larry, it's because of Larry Scott. Larry Scott's a turd. I mean, this guy sits back. How long has he been and, the commissioner of the Pac-12? Oh, what is it going on? Forty five five. years now? How yeah. long? Five years now? Four or five <laughs> I years I said now? 45. I thought, did you hear that too? Four, no, 45, 45 years? Four or five years, but he's a turd. I mean, and the only reason he's possibly wanting to play sports again is because of what the Big Ten did. If the Big Ten would have stayed out, the Pac-12 would have stayed out. Larry Scott's a, a follower. He's not. A, he's not out in front. It's so turd, you mean he looks like a turd, or <laughs> no? He's got nice suits, so he's a polished and turd. Polished turd. Ah. smells like one too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what everybody in the country thinks of the Pac-12. Is there one big fat polished turd? And also about the NFL draft again. Did the Oregon Ducks lose their starting left tackle that was supposed to be like? Number three ranked overall in the draft. I think was he like opted out of the season. Is it like the I think a lot of great out? players all around the country opted out because of COVID. Yeah, so. but a lot of kids with the Big Ten opted back in. A lot of kids for Ohio State because opted they back think in the because they're playing. And but when's their season going to start? Did they say? I Did believe it's October. Ooh, the end of October, I think. So I think it's. Right around Halloween time, but they have, there's How a cutoff to get into with, the national title. Yeah, there's got to be a cutoff. So yeah, I think it's middle of October, end of October for a national title shot. 
So how, um, how are otherwise you're going to have to be having Akron and Miami of Ohio possibly playing for a national title, or I mean, even the Raging Cougars or whatever. Their names <laughs> yeah, are. exactly right. Like how is these teams even in the top? <laughs> hey, Larry, I know Larry Scott's been the commissioner eleven. Isn't years. that the oh, Raging, eleven years? I believe that's yeah. the Raging Cajuns, not Cougars. I just try to go out and say some. Yeah, eleven years from the top twenty. The Raging Cougars. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Cajuns, B-Money. <laughs> um, I don't know. The landscape of Seattle sports is good. Hopefully we get the Huskies back. Um, like, But like uh, Mike Krzyzewski was talking about, that there's no way they can go without an NCAA tournament this year. Wouldn't it crush a lot of college students? Oh, he said it'd be impossible. You can't. It can't be done to where that they don't have – an NCAA tournament because year. of the money is it a purely oh, a the, money thing I, it, it, well, it's gotta be what is that's gotta be a big sports. part of it oh the money that's created during these tournament and bowl games is just it, it's incredible it, but that's the thing I think these schools are scared of as much as they don't want to say it I mean obviously everybody's you know uh, however you feel about COVID but obviously <laughs> you know, deep down inside, a lot of these big people that you know know that college, what college sports bring, especially college football, what it brings into these. Oh, college football alone is well. That's how it pays huge. for the rest of the sports at the, at, at a university, especially these big schools. College know? football. Well, it's like anything else. They were saying today with Pete Carroll, Vic Fangio getting fined, and then John today Gruden. John John Gruden got and nailed, Sean, and, and Sean, Sean Payton, Payton got nailed for a hundred grand. The they mask. find them two fifty for the team too, and two hundred fifty k for they the team. They said, "Well, as well, okay, so none of the players are wearing masks on the field. They're getting tested every day. Most of them are negative, and well, they I don't think they've had a positive test yet in the NFL. No, but they're saying it's all optics because the TV money. Uh, that's where the do you really think the NFL they haven't had a positive test yet? It's all about the money and the optics. They want to show that they are on top of this COVID. On that, hey, yeah, the NBA may have a bubble, but we're doing it just as good. Does it really matter? There's no player on the sideline that has a mask. Did it really matter that Bill Belichick made his look like a duck bill all night? That was ridiculous, dude. <laughs> or I could fucking believe really? that. Did you not see Bill Belichick? The bottom part was folded right here. On his nose, and he all kept over. folding it, and yeah, so he could talk out of his mouth, which makes or sense, out of though. his ass, like he usually does. But <laughs> um, yeah, it was like a duck bill. I mean, it was ridiculous. It looked funny. Well, as let's hell. think about it for a minute. No, seriously, think about it. If you're, I mean, like Pete or Sean Payton or Gruden the other night, obviously getting fine. That you're coaching a, <laughs> you're the head coach. How do you just not get into the game and completely forget? I mean, who remembers? To put the how many of us have gotten out of the car going into the store or whatever, and you walk halfway into the store and you turn around because you forgot you. Think about these oh, guys yeah. are trying to coach in the NFL. Oh yeah, okay. There's this duck bill right there. I got a picture for you. That's ridiculous. And so he, he everybody listening, at, everybody listening at home right now, I just pulled up a picture of Bill Belichick wearing his duck bill face mask. <laughs> and, and he I, did not get fined. I don't think he's he didn't get fined because they just felt no, bad he's for him. I think is what it was. Yet. Oh and. Also, Andy Reid with his face shield on couldn't see it. That poor anything. guy. That <laughs> poor bastard got bashed, dude. By online, that poor bastard got bashed for yeah. the, all the online memes that went out after his face mask and being all fogged up and shit. He, <laughs> got, he got 
I put something on my glasses to stop all the fogging and all that. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think he bought something else <laughs> off something. That <laughs> he could. I don't know how this guy could see a single play on that playbook. Come There's on, no man. way. There's no way. No, on that call sheet. Then, yeah. yeah. But, you know, you talk about nobody getting popped. I think the only thing that happened is, like, week one, that Kansas City game, I think some, like, a janitor or some shit got tested positive, but he was working on, like, the third third thing up or something like that. Some craziness. But some, Chief fan, some Chiefs fans got even tested positive, and that's why the Chiefs are not going to allow any more less people in their They're cutting down a little bit more. These people started a fight while all this COVID stuff's going around, and they're yeah. fighting in the stands over here. Because the Chiefs should be worried about Billy Sue and Billy Joe Bob up in the stands getting COVID. And Billy Sue and Billy Joe Bob. <laughs> They're cousins, and as far see, as I can understand. Okay. They're from Kansas City. And see, so, do you see I, the Cow- sorry if I offended anybody, but that's true. Did you okay, see the Cowboys there will be fans? No Kansas City fans, I guess, on this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> did you Thank see God. the? Did you see the Cowboys fans? There was a they, lot of people. They there were a lot of people. There was a lot because Jerry Jones don't give a shit. That's know, Texas, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All he thinks he's, I'll do what I want. It takes All our guns will take care of the bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're so poor; they need that money for Dak Prescott. Yeah, that's right because they haven't paid him yet. Yeah, yeah he's that's why he's letting people into the stands so he can give Dak Prescott eight hundred trillion dollars, which he doesn't to be a subpar quarterback for the rest of the year. He's going to get paid that money, and he's going to become another Jared Goff. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Goff started off pretty dang good this year. Yeah. I and mean, but also what was it Patrick Mahomes got paid his his big deal sooner or later Lamar Jackson's gonna be getting paid that and yeah. Deshaun Watson got paid above Russell Wilson a couple of days a couple of months ago yeah I I don't know how you guys feel like obviously this is the first this is our first podcast obviously but um so we're just kind of. Shooting from the from the hip here. Um, I mean, we will have, you know, set topics and whatnot to speak about as we go further. But we kind of wanted just to get our 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 views and whatnot out on on the sports landscape. Period. Um, with the way everything is out in the world today. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't know where we're going to be on that. If we'll talk about it, we'll have to discuss it with the National Anthem at games, sporting events. I don't know if that's and, our platform to talk about or whatnot. But And half of the people stop watching the NFL because of the reason of what they're bringing politics into sports. Well, I think that hurt the NBA playoffs this year. Yeah, the viewership was down in the NBA playoffs. It was yeah. mostly LeBron James carrying this politics into sports, which they can they can have that, but just don't bring it into something that I just uh, think people want to watch. This year with COVID and everything, the way this year has gone, I think obviously whether you're an actor or if you're <coughs> an athlete, obviously you do have your opinion. But you know what? I don't like the fact, especially with LeBron, is the fact that he has every right to speak his opinion. But the fact that, like a lot of these actors, too, they try to shove it down your throat. And that's what I think is turning people off. And they just get tired of it. I mean, it's been a tough year all around. And uh, I I just think people are done listening to other people tell them what they should, can't, cannot do, or what to think anymore. So, like... 
what was it, Seattle, like, when they kicked off in the Atlanta game or something like that, they didn't get the um, punt return or something because they all kneeled. The yeah, there was a mutual the thing between the teams. I think Pete Carroll got with... Uh, no, I believe it was Russell and... Oh, Russell, that's Ryan, right, Russell and Matt Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, but they, they, but they locked arms during the national anthem. Well, so yeah, Right uh, at kickoff, yeah. they, then they knelt. Um, they kneeled, knelt, whatever you want. But, um, like I said, moving forward, I don't know. We're, we're obviously not syndicated. We're not on ESPN Radio, Carson City, Nevada. I mean, they're, you know... <laughs> <laughs> we don't have uh, an ESPN syndication here, but I just don't think that's something that we want to get into. So if you're listening to hear our opinions on that stuff, I'm not up for it. I'd rather just stick to talking sports, and just sports out and strictly politics. sports, and, and keep... strictly and making people laugh. I think yeah. we can do that. Can I'm, we make people I'm laugh? The, we're good at it. I mean, if you could see me, thank God I'm on radio. If you could see me, my face would make you laugh. Period. And then, so I have got actually, a face for radio, and I'm like a, I'm like a twin of you, just younger. And you say, <laughs> yeah. Every time you look at me, you're always like, "Oh, poor kid." Every time someone questions, actually, that's, a good, that's a good point. I would like a, uh, I would like something that could block the view, so I don't have to yeah, stare at you. Look at them, with ugly yes. fuckers. Yeah, could I, mean, I do that? You know, yeah. I, I, I. <laughs> This, yeah, if you haven't well, been able COVID to tell separators, yet, <laughs> the people have been using right now. When we introduced ourselves, all of our last names are Crossman, so obviously, you know, and the name of the sports, you know, sport Crossman Sports Talk. We're all Crossmans, but two of them are assholes, and obviously, one of them's my son, the poor kid. But, oh, the poor kid. Uh, I'm not. Am me, I the asshole? Both of you are assholes on that side. Did he call me an asshole? They call me an asshole, too, which I'm mind blown. Like I said, I have the face for radio. Nobody wants to see this. So, um, but I'm also not up for people don't give a shit about my opinion, first of all, or what I have to say about anything. But I'm going to give you my opinion that I believe Russell Wilson's the best player in the NFL. And that's what I'm going to leave it at. And he should I don't, have an MVP vote. Exactly. And if he keeps playing like this, he he's going to deserve that MVP. And he'll win it. I but think he I don't will, wanna... But you know what? Getting back, you know, like you were just talking about Russ. I, I wanted to talk about Russ for a minute anyway. But if you listen to Russ, obviously, if being, you know, Seahawk fans, we, you know, keep up with what, you know, post game interviews or whatever. And obviously, you could tell he's just down to earth. He's a really good guy. But. I think you could see a fire in him, like his post press conference the other day, and they were talking about you're on fire, you know, about uh, opening up the offense. But you could see in his face when they talk about that that he's got something inside of him right now that he just wants to oh, even, prove. I think he doesn't have anything to prove to anybody. Obviously, no. I think he's been one of the top quarterbacks for a, what? This is eighth, ninth year. Everybody yeah. wonders why it took him so long. To get the recognition he's getting now, and, which I completely agree but with. But I just feel like he's got this fire in well, his eyes. I like think it was the touchdown to Metcalf where he he flexed yeah, he towards flexed the sideline and, and hit his chest. Yeah, that you never used to see that with Russ. I mean, it was it was throw the touchdown and we're off the field, you know. But yeah, he looks like he's got a little extra something to him this year. I love it. 
<laughs> Sorry, I moved the mic and I'm making everything scoot around the table here. <laughs> We're all adjusting and also, talking about Russ, he's like fourth in passing yards, first in completion rating, first in passer rating. He's been every category playing well. And then also, in the NFC West, as usual, the NFC West is a stacked division with te- three teams 2-0, and even the Niners being a beat-up team, but still can play somewhere to be where these other teams are. Yeah, And losing was, all those players. I agree. Did you hear what Randy Moss said about DK Metcalf? No. He said no. that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. In not the just in the NFC West. Just not the NFC, but the, NFL, the NFL. Because obviously going against Gilmore, uh, you know, Stephen Gilmore? Gilmore? Stephen Gilmore. Like, I think that was like Stephon Gilmore's first But what blew me away is... Mike Zuck. The... Before the game started, they were showing the highlights of him jumping in the end zone. Oh yeah, dude! Did he he was up above the goalpost on that one. That one, that was straight did you up. happen to see that? Oh that yeah, amazing. Oh, yeah. Nobody yeah. should be. Nobody should be able to do that. That's ridiculous. I've only seen one other guy, and that was me in my prime. <laughs> <laughs> you were like five two. Excuse me. <laughs> you were like five two. DK is like eight feet tall. You couldn't have hit the crossbar. <laughs> On a good day, I could touch it. <laughs> I, mean, I could. Well, and like also like Stephon Gilmore, I think that was like his first touchdown allowed in like in that type of play where they were that he close. He didn't allow one all last year. DK made him, made him a bitch and that whole game. D- oh. There was memes saying DK just made Stephon Gilmore look like his son. Out yeah, there. I yeah, saw I, that. I saw did that. They, did they yeah, really? there's a meme out there that shows DK Metcalf as Stephon Gilmore in there. He goes, this is my son. He goes, this is my son. He does not look. I've never seen a wide receiver look like that. His physique is like off the charts. Like a Greek god. That guy is just stacked, man. Yeah. Actually, you know, I've seen, I heard, I think this was years ago. They were talking. Howie Long said he was, after a game, he was in the locker room or something, the Seahawks. And he happened to look down in the locker room. And was like, my God, who is that? Oh, yeah. Did you ever hear that story? This is about Cam Chancellor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cam had his back to him and had his shirt off. And it was funny because uh, Howie Long was like, my God, that guy, who is that? That looks like a Greek god. And it was Cam Chancellor. Yeah. And you could see Cam Chancellor was built like a brick shithouse. Oh, dude, Bam Bam would just. Bam Bam, light you up. But but that's who, uh, physique-wise, you know what I mean? Yeah. Physique-wise. That's funny you say that because... my wife, Jennifer, she saw a picture of him with his shirt off. And then I was getting undressed for bed the other night. She goes, you know that DK guy? You don't look anything like him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, well, thanks, babe. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, wow. No one can ever look like DK. That uh, guy's just... Well, I was going to say, gonna work I on thought it. I did yeah. until oh, she I, said that. Did I not just get done telling you in my prime? <laughs> in my prime. Do you, look, do you look like DK in your prime? Well, it's a little light, a little lighter, a little lighter, but yeah. You look more. <laughs> lighter skin on that side. A little oh, shorter, no. a little lighter, yeah. But anyway, he's amazing. A lot shorter, not a little. <laughs> About a good foot and a half shorter. <laughs> You're actually making me sound like I didn't talk to it. It's ridiculous. You can bash to make you feel little, right? <laughs> that guy can make anybody feel tiny. Oh, oh dude, he's a big dude. Everybody. He's DK, like. And then he could play linebacker. 
Yeah, I just think too that this is only his second year. I think you watch in the next year, two, maybe three years. I this guy may be the top wide receiver in the NFL. There's the potential for that. Guy's a monster. Look, we're sitting here two weeks in. Guy's already got two touchdowns, 187 yards. He's seventh in the NFL with with yardage. He's seventh in the NFL with yardage, and he's tied for fifth. He's already got two touchdowns for wide receivers. It's the guy is phenomenal. He's sitting at an average of twenty three point four yards. And it's crazy. Our receiving game, same as also Tyler Lockett. He's like one hundred and sixty seven with one touchdown. Um, yeah, you gotta love Tyler. He's oh, dude. always open. I mean, he he's is, everywhere. He, he's Mister Consistent. I mean, none of his passes were. I don't think he had a pass over ten yards last night. But he was targeted eight times, caught at seven. He's just Mr. Consistency. And like everybody says, oh, is DK the number one wide receiver? And I listened to John Clayton this morning. He's like, no. He goes, just because that. It, it, it's still Tyler Lockett is still the number one wide receiver. And, and folks, if you want to know what that noise is, that's PFAC over there. <laughs> We asked everybody to silence their phone. C-No, I'm sorry. <laughs> we changed his, his name. He was going to go with P-Pack. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> we just wanted to let you know. <laughs> P-Pack forgot to silence his phone. Silence. And- oh, but it's now C-Note. I apologize, P-Pack. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what was that throw to Tyler Lockett with um, that we that one in Atlanta where Russ threw it side arm to David Moore? Yeah, and then he threw that one to Tyler Lockett. If that was Patrick Mahomes, that would be all over the internet. Oh, that would be, oh, that would be going crazy. It's like no one can do this. But when Russell Wilson does, they're like, oh, okay. He's the, he's I always get a kick out of that. You know, listening to Collinsworth on Sunday. You know, like in the other games you watch him play when they're it's like. Watching the Chiefs play, and they're just talking about, oh, man, this guy is the best ever. Look at all the throws he's making. Dude, Russ can top that. Yeah, and he's also the and best do deep better. Thrower. Yeah. And deep ball, best deep ball in the game. When you look at quarterback stats, when you look at quarterback stats, Russ leads. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a single stat that's top five right now. And Russ has almost every single stat from a quarterback in top five. And you're telling me that he is better. Yeah, he's good. But I think Russ is better. What do you think, too, this week? 100% with you. Cowboys defense, I mean, obviously they pulled a miracle off this weekend, but I I think this is an opportunity. I really do. Their defense is – Dallas' defense. They're hurting, too. They lost some guys. Without Byron Jones, that secondary can't stop themselves from covering anything because it only – I don't even know who their starting cornerback is. <laughs> was that you trying to say you need a uh, piss break? Ich muss go kick again. All right, so on that note, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with you guys. And we're back. Thank you for hanging with us while we took a quick break here. Um, we just want to kind of end the podcast on a good note and kind of go through some uh, power rankings for the week three. Um, but before we do, we just want to. Thank you for listening. We're working this out for the first time. We're all new to this, and uh, we all appreciate your patience as we go through this and try and work through it. And we're going to edit and play it out the best we can. The, the, the ideas do this, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, do this 
every week. We're going to try and record on Tuesdays, have the episodes out Wednesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday, something like that. And that's the plan. Um, we just hope you enjoy it. And like we were talking earlier, we're just, just regular guys just talking sports and having a good time doing it, laughing and just joking about everything. We're going to, we're going to try and, uh, you know, if anybody's, you know, if somebody can't sit in with us, we're going to have a, you know, we'll always have four people. We'll just rotate people in. We'll do whatever we can um, and just have people in here talking sports. That's the plan. You know, we, we can fit another person in here and just share a mic or do whatever we got to do. But we'll be all right. That was me hitting the butt, hitting some stuff. <laughs> so sorry about that. So, um, but yes, we appreciate it. Really, it's really great. And this is something, like I said, that we want to do for a while. And it's been talked about for a few months now. And. It's come to fruition, so it's kind of great, and I, I, I like it. This seemed to be really fun, and it flew by real quick. I liked it and enjoyed it. Um, Absolutely. Hope you guys oh, enjoyed yeah. it as Very well. Very good. Oh, I liked it. Very good. Um, so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to end it uh, with uh, – we're going to talk about the power rankings that just came out this morning. Um, Obviously, they come out after the Monday night game. Yeah, Tuesday of course. Tuesday morning. I actually saw some polls that actually did have the Hawks at number one. I think it was just one poll, but oh, I, yeah. from what I saw, it went – Yours? Kansas City, but yeah, it would. I, I obviously I'm biased, but yeah, of course. I saw that too. So someone put Seattle at number one. It was, was yeah, but most of them I saw, I believe it went Kansas City, Baltimore, then Seattle. Some had Seattle fourth. Some yeah, had Green ESPN. Bay. Some people had Packers, Steelers, Bills. Anybody? Yeah. The I, t- what blows me away though is that ESPN. I mean, I I agree with Seattle with ESPN's top three. To me, you can put the top three in any order you want. Kansas City, Baltimore, Seattle. I, I, I think they could be either or. I think they could be one, two, or three. Sure's going to change next week because Kansas City plays Baltimore, I believe. And, and New Orleans. Monday night football. Is that Sunday night or Monday night? Um, I think it's... Baltimore, Kansas City's Monday. Saints, Packers, Packers Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. And but, um, this Thursday is really not a good night game. It's the Jaguars and the Dolphins. But, see... Oh, yeah, think, we're really not talking about the 29, 30, and 31st ranked teams in the NFL. And um, the <coughs> this is this week. Excuse me. Two two teams are playing each other down in the top five. I think is the Packers, Packers and the Saints, and the Chiefs and the and the Ravens. We're the only team. If the all these teams like the Packers lose and the Chiefs lose, we'll probably be up in the number two spot easily. Easily if we beat the Cowboys. And, and ESPN, yeah. Where's the ESPN, ESPN rank the Chiefs? Uh, ESPN's got the Chiefs number one. I think the um, Ravens are number Baltimore one. Baltimore two. Yeah, I, I don't see because Kansas City. Kansas City I, I almost mean, lost to the Chargers. For Kansas City Chargers letting the Chargers get up on them like that, I can't believe the Chargers blew and that Mahomes, game. Mahomes couldn't get a single ball out to anybody because the Chargers pass rush – he had to set back every time because the Chargers pass rush should be up in Actually, his face. I really love that quarterback from San Diego. That kid, dude, Justin Herbert looked good. He with, threw for three hundred yards and then like, yeah, it, it pains me. <laughs> it pains me to my very core to give props to an Oregon player. Period. But <laughs> Hair Bear did play pretty good. Um, he looked good. I mean, besides the one pick he threw on the five late in the game. And no, it wasn't late in the game, though. He threw... Oh, was that early? pick late? I, I thought, thought he, he threw, threw a earlier. pick late. And no, it was earlier in the game. Oh, they were driving down late. the field, and he threw, uh, threw it in the coverage. Threw it across his yeah, body. Yeah, but that's, you know, rookie mistakes. Oh, and so. Kid looked good, though. Who was it, the Raiders? 
The Raiders are also moving up in the power rankings because the Raiders are. Actually, the Raiders looked really good last night. Yeah, Carr looked quarter. like he had his shit together pretty good last night. It started oh. off a little rocky, but yeah, they looked. They After got it the first quarter, he 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 was on it. Yeah, and he threw see, three touchdowns, what, I think, right? That, and that's what I don't that understand. Tight end, the tight end for the Raiders, Darren Waller. Darren Waller. Darren Waller. Man, that guy's that quick. That they were saying he's the fastest tight end in the league. He's got yeah. great hands yeah. too. Um, what was it? And. Also, Derek Carr also has Henry. Was it Henry Ruggs on the outside? No, not was it? Yeah, it's Henry, Henry Ruggs, Ruggs the third. The, yeah. the third wide um, receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From Alabama. If he when he works into it in a couple weeks, he also got this speedy guy on the outside. He got his Darren Waller. He has um, Henry Ruggs. He also has Hunter Renfro. And that old line's banged up, but they if, played really well. If last Renfro night. can stay healthy, yeah, I mean that's a pretty good set of pass catchers that they're going to have. You and, know? Having Josh Jacobs in the backfield too also helps their. Yeah, running I think game the Raiders gonna they're gonna they're gonna Raiders they're gonna, yeah they, they're yeah, gonna yeah. fight for that they're gonna give Kansas City all day. And long. after that game last night, it blows my mind that ESPN's got the Saints number five at one and one. Uh, and when they got following Green is Bay, is it me or did anybody notice that probably that was the worst Breeze looked in years? His I, arm looked his, weak. His, he looked his age. And he looked forty-one last night. He looked he his did. age. He there's did. there's no excuses, and that's hard to say for. You know, Breeze has just been the man for so long. And I think that last night was the very first time I actually looked at Breeze and was like, wow. And yeah. also, you no know, arm strength, and he made bad decisions. But like I said, Mother Time catches up to all of us. And, uh, you know, obviously he can't play forever. But uh, yeah, Breeze looked a little shaky last and night. And you don't hear that too often, you know. Same, you know? As, same as Brady. Brady's look like he's coming into the end of the road with his playing of football. Yeah, and then Aaron yeah. Rodgers, this is probably the best we've seen him in years. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Rodgers on that offense. And then also, even with him out, with Devontae Adams out, they also have a running game with Aaron Jones. Rushed for almost 200, 234 yards or something like that. And same as the Saints, their running game is pretty good too. But there's no excuse for having Michael Thomas out. You still have Alvin Kamara okay. Yeah, um, Emmanuel Sanders Emmanuel there now. Sanders, and you he kind of got shut out last night, though. But and you got some good well, other guys back. Too. Did he? Play he played last no, night. He played last night. Yeah. Did he? But oh, okay. You also have um, Alvin Kamara too. There's no excuse for having Michael Thomas out. Kamara looked good last night. And Kamara is also pretty good in the receiving game. He can play. Oh yeah, I watched some. I watched that game a little bit last night. He was catching yeah. some. Yeah. Yeah, but they. I, I don't know. The, obviously, the power rankings are what they are, and, and we don't get to vote on any of this stuff, but. To me, the top three could shake up anyway. But what I'm thinking we'll about definitely it... definitely will next week, for I, sure. I think, like knowing how you guys said about age catching up to Drew Brees, I think age is catching up to the whole Saints team. I think that they're they're just becoming a more of an older team. That's Same true. as Jared Cook, Josh um, Hills, or whatever their backup tight end is. Drew Brees out here, Michael Thomas is getting... Not old, no, but he's... he's, 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 a, but he's like, he, now he's injured. I mean... But may be gone for the whole season. But yeah, I Cameron, can see Cam Jordan is, is Cameron getting up Jordan, there. Their old lot, their D line's getting a little bit more older. Their tackles are getting a little bit more older. Yeah, I, I see that the age is well. It definitely uh, showed on Breeze yeah, last night. It's still early in the year. You never know. Well, I mean, don't count. We on always that. say that after week one, we're the greatest thing since sliced bread, and then we'll get beat by fifty the next <laughs> yeah. week to the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I, we'll see. I don't know. Things will shake up by It was a fun week. week, too. Atlanta should have beat Dallas. And Dallas oh. is overrated, like always. And 
The Rams are a little better than they were thought to be. Niners are banged up now. Nine, yeah, I love it. Injuries, <laughs> man. It's it's been oh, brutal. Arizona's looking tough. And we all know the Jets are the worst team. Without worst team without the Jamal without Jamal Adams on that defense, that de- defense has no spark. No, without Jamal without Jamal Adams, that defense has nothing. And uh, I I feel really bad. Not for Adam Gase, but I think Adam Gase will be the first coach fired. Agreed. Uh, halfway through the year. Might be um, also from Dan Atlanta. Quinn. It, that breaks my heart to see Dan Quinn go. Um, but if there's a lot of pressure put on Ken Norton and he gets fired, I'd love to see Dan Quinn back. I don't want to see Ken Norton go anywhere. but No, I think Ken Norton's going to I think he's... I good. think he's got the talent now around him. You know, I it think it just needs well, to work in. The person that's not going anywhere is Brian Schauheimer. He shows that he can have an offense that could be explosive when they let Russ throw the ball. Oh off. yeah! Now that he's, I think I think not only Russ got some freedom, but I think I think they're letting Shoddy cook a little bit and, too. And also with some of these play calls, knowing how we usually are, usually a run first offense, we're starting to implement. Chris Carson into the passing game a lot more, throwing more to him. He's already having like three receiving touchdowns already. And he's got nine catches so far this season. And, yeah, also, and he's caught nine targets, nine catches. He's got his hands are great. Same for the rushing yards. Guys catching them. Chris Carson still has ninety four rushing yards, and yeah. all of his touchdowns were through the air. Yep, all three was he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't two last one week. In yet. Uh, yeah, screenplays last week. I think were both. And I think they they said last year he was rated twenty sixth. Out of starting running backs in the NFL with pass catches, um, this year he's number four. And if you're looking at our rankings for everything, special teams is number one. Defense, um, offense is number one, one and two behind the Packers, I think. Our rushing is like seventh, and I think our passing is number one. But the defense is where it struggles there because we have allowed the most yards out of any team, and then our pass rush can't force any sacks at all. Nah, three for the total year, two of them are Jamal Adams. And it's gonna yeah. have to that's gonna have to change. It can't be Jamal Adams the whole time. That's why I said we go out and get Clay Matthews, Jabral Sheard, or even um what's his name? Breland Speaks. These guys would be I wouldn't mind seeing Terrell Suggs here. Not here. I don't want him in Carson. <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I, I mean, I'd like to see him in Seattle. <laughs> but if you're listening, to Suggs, come on, man. <laughs> come on, Suggs, come on down to Nevada. You listen to this podcast, man. <laughs> like, um, what's it? Like, what I heard is teams that are going to be making the Super Bowl are going to need to be healthy. For able them to make it because every uh, team, every, every team's looking yeah. unhealthy. It's all about health in the NFL, buddy. Yeah, yeah. but either way, Seattle should move up. I think if we, you know, uh, <coughs> I think we match up well against Dallas. Uh, Dallas defense hasn't looked that good. Their secondaries, you know, hasn't looked good. So I think we should, if you know, we can get another win next week, go three and zero. I think we should move up in the power rankings. Obviously, somebody's going to lose between Kansas City and Baltimore, so and we'll see what happens. Third week of the season, still early in the game, and long way to go. And uh, we'll see you next time. And yeah, Cardinals. And if we're both both five, five and zero through midweek, then this is going to be a division run for the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well. Uh, Seattle, 1 o'clock Sunday, West Coast time. East Coast, 4 o'clock. Cowboys in Seattle. Um, I guess we will 
see how that one rolls. Yes, yeah. we will. Well, thanks, hey, guys. First time around. That was yeah, awfully fun. That was, that was great time. Yeah, and uh, see how it goes, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do it next week. Go over everything, go through the previous week, go ahead and kind of ride the wave, see how it goes. But thanks, everybody, for listening, and keep on listening. Tell your friends. Thanks. <laughs>